He and his colleagues have been busy bees up on Capitol Hill fighting for you, the American taxpayer and patriot. He joins us now here on the program, as he does every Friday, Congressman Eric Burleson of the 7th Congressional District. Congressman, you've had a busy week up on Washington, D.C. I want to, in Washington, D.C., I want to first ask you, Eric, about what the Federalist is reporting this morning, the damning FD-1023 FBI form that implicates Joe Biden and his family in an international bribery scheme. Eric, now everybody can see what you saw weeks ago. It's pretty easy to connect the dots here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In, in fact, you're able to see more than what I saw weeks ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, because what I saw weeks ago was heavily redacted. And <clears throat> Grassley's office took a big risk here, uh, but, they, but they did the right thing. And I just can't see how how the deep state is going to come after him for, for this. And this information should have been out there to begin with. They should have been, the American people should have known about this. This document was not classified and yet they treated like it was classified, like it was top secret. So, and what, what came out that's unredacted is specifically information about the, uh, about the communications that, that there were recordings that this, um, operative in Russia has or in, mm-hmm. or in Ukraine has. And so <clears throat> I think that that's, it's great that this information is finally out there. Eric, have you been, it's hard, Eric, it's hard to keep all the, the committees and the subcommittees straight. Have you been on uh, and in the hearings regarding any of the IRS whistleblowers over the last week or so? Yeah. Yeah. I was in the, I, I sat through almost six hours of, Testimony wow. on the on the from the two IRS whistleblowers Ziegler and Shapley, <clears throat> and that that was an explosive hearing because you have a, a, these two guys who are seasoned veterans in investigating the international criminal activity within from a, from people within the tax code, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they and they testify that they have never ever been treated the way that they were when they were investigating the codename sportsman, Hunter Biden. Mm. And so they, um, they, you know, presented this testimony in their testimony. Both men uh, claimed that they, you know, were, were Democrats or that they voted Democrat. Shapley said that he votes both ways. Um, Mr. Ziegler said, you know, I don't know if you heard the testimony, but he basically had a very compelling um, story about his coming out. Yes. Um, that yes. he's, that he's, you know, basically all of his friends, everybody knows is Democrat and that in, in some ways this is like, he's being attacked as betraying the democratic party by, yeah. by doing this and by doing and the right so, thing, right? <laughs> by doing the right thing. And that's why it just was, it was really compelling to watch the bravery of someone like this, who, who saw how disgusting it was. I mean, think about it. And that's how, that's what's so hard for the Democrats on the committee to defend. They, I watched them for five hours try to come up with an attack, try to come up with, but you couldn't attack the messenger because these two messengers had sterling reputations, right? Yes. Yes. And absolutely. And, the, and you, and you couldn't attack the facts because the facts were right there. So what they did early on is they said, well, we all know Hunter is guilty. He's admitted so. He, these things are happening. He's and he's been punished 
it's time to move on. Mm. And it's like, are you kidding me? A misdemeanor charge. And that's why during my five minutes at the very end, (laughs) after everybody's left, (laughs) (laughs) I was able, what I said was that, look, ultimately the American people are mad and they should be mad because you and I know that if you didn't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes, okay, and you and, and you were and you were doing uh, using that money to buy hookers to tr- to travel them across state lines, mm-hmm. violating several federal laws. That you were you know all the co- all the drug charges, the gun charges. Everybody knows you would be in prison for probably just one of those let alone all of it combined, and this guy gets a misdemeanor, and he gets more rights at the end of this than he did when he before because previously he was not able to purchase guns. After this misdemeanor charge, he, he's not considered a felon. He has the ability to purchase firearms again. Mm. So no one comes out the other end smelling better, you know, like this guy. <laughs> Congressman. No I have a quick question about kind of the behind the scenes of all of this, because yesterday Hakeem Jeffries uh, said in a press conference that there's not one scintilla of uh, of evidence of political interference. Right. And so my question is publicly, that's kind of the, the, the talking points that they're parroting. But what goes on in the private conversations that aren't in front of a, a, a news camera or a microphone do the Democrats in the House and on this committee, do they um, concede at all? Do they talk to you and say, well, you know, I, I'm having a tr- I'm having trouble parroting our party line here because there there is so much evidence. There is so much, you know, uh, yeah, what what goes on behind the scenes? You know, I don't I don't I haven't had that conversation with any Democrats. I, to be honest, um, D.C. is a lot more um, separated than, than Jefferson city. Um, Tim, you, you, you and I know like in just city, you, you got times to interact and it's not, it's, uh, it's not life and death between you and the Democrats often, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. in the Senate, but here it's, it's very, it's very separated. There's not many opportunities to talk to Democrats, but, uh, and so I haven't had that conversation cast, but I can only imagine that they are in a pickle because it's becoming increasingly difficult to defend, you know, a, a a hardcore drug addict who spent money the way he did, and um, and and the and took in money in a fashion that is consistent to pay for right. play. Because didn't Marjorie his father? Because didn't Marjorie Taylor Greene pull up pictures from the laptop? And was it AOC who? Um, you know, freaked out about it. Did that happen? Did you witness that? Yeah, I was sitting right there. Um, <laughs> it was right behind me. Um, in fact, I, one of the newspapers took a photo of me and other members, and the, the photo was not of what Taylor Green was doing. It was our response, our our faces as you as she pulls up this appalling material. Mm-hmm. But what I think is there's a tool that we created, the oversight committee created that's on their website and it, it really, it creates a timeline. And so it shows you, for example, and you can click on the timeline, you could separate out the different countries and what's become consistent is a pattern that goes like this. Um, basically 
like when it came to Ukraine, you had uh, these these appeals to have a meeting, to have someone come and visit, okay? And then then Biden will reach out, the Biden office will reach out, and then he comes and actually has a visit. And then shortly thereafter, you start seeing money flow to yes. uh, Rob Walker's company. And yes. then... And then repeatedly, money starts flowing. In fact, when it came to Ukraine, then there, there was the first visit in Ukraine, then there was the visit at the White House, and, and their money is flowing into Rob Walker all along the way. And this isn't going to campaign. Then, like, it'd be one thing if this money was going to campaigns, which is, would still be illegal, but this is going to their pocket. Right. And and so that happened in Ukraine. They figured out the pattern, and then they, then they repeated it again and again in other countries. And some people would say, "Well, what what do they get out of that? Like, what do these countries get out of that?" Look, if you're a if you're a politi- if you're a country, and you're you're maybe being sanctioned by the United States, maybe a lot of all of these countries are corrupt countries that have got they've got political difficulties. Okay, and that's why it's consistent that, that the Biden's meddled in those kind of countries and countries that were corrupt. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has something they want done or the United States to maybe uh, slow walk or not do something, then the, that's what, according to Hunter, the, no one's better than the Bidens. Yeah. It's a from one perfect of text messages. It's a perfect quid pro quo situation. It's a textbook indeed. Uh, Congressman, before we let you go, and man, we could talk to you all morning about this. I wish we had more time. But uh, what um, what's next up on the docket? Are you back in D.C. next week, or are you here on the home front? Yeah, I'm back in D.C. next week. Next week we'll be voting out probably, hopefully, two appropriations bills, and hopefully keeping them below the debt ceiling agreement. All right now, the Senate is is claiming that they want to go above it. They want to spend more than what we even already had in that agreement. And, you know, that agreement wasn't even an agreement that gets us back to being balanced. This is, we're still blowing more money than we, than we bring in. Uh, and that, that will be the big fight, but also will probably occupy the news is that I'm on the, on the committee oversight and I'm going to be on this committee hearing and, and led to help lead the charge to have a hearing about UAPs and, or UFOs. I yes. prefer to call them UFOs, and and it'll be a very interesting hearing. Yeah, and you know I'm not a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. I would say, I would say like I'm really a Scully in the Mulder situation. On but excellent, what I really truly, truly think it is Tim. You got yes. all these, all of these companies like Raytheon and um, uh, you know Lockheed Martin, Boeing, all of these companies mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are doing research. And we know that yes. they've been doing experimental aircraft. I mean, think about this. The SR-71, the B-2 bomber, the stealth fighter, those are decades and decades old technology. Right. You, one can right. only imagine what is being built today and what is top secret today. And it's my yes. belief that what's happening here is that we're, we're going to hear from a whistleblower that in the hearing that's come forward that says that these different governmental agencies are researching material from crashed items uh-huh. and he believe he suggests that these are other world or these are non-human he even says they're extra dimensional in other words oh there's others <laughs> yeah exactly 
multi, <laughs> like multiverse type stuff. So we're going to hear him out, but I, I just, I am very skeptical. I just, I, I want to get to the bottom of this because I think at the end of the day, what you've got a lot of these videos that are coming out. The American people want to know what in the world's going on. U.S. dollars Absolutely. are being spent to investigate this. And you have military personnel. There's been 14 near misses in air where pilots nearly, nearly hit an object in air. So this is something that oversight committee has responsibility over. And if we don't do something like this, we're not doing our jobs. I uh, couldn't agree more. There's more and more reports on these every year, and we, we do need to get to the bottom of it. And many people have been covering it. I'm glad you're on it. Eric, as you know, the well, truth uh, is well, out there, and you will find it. <laughs> well, Tim, there's a poll that says more people believe in UFOs than they believe in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> well stated. <laughs> Maybe true. Eric, thanks for everything, my friend. Travel safe and well next week, and we'll talk to you again soon.